This is Unfilter, episode 89 for March 12th, 2014. In Washington today, tensions between the CIA and a senior member of the U.S. Senate boiled over. With Senate Intelligence Chair Dianne Feinstein, Democrat of California, now openly accusing the spy agency of spying on Congress. NBC's Andrea Mitchell following the story spoke exclusively today with the director of the CIA. Andrea, good evening. Good evening, Brian. This is a knife fight. Coming up on this week's episode of Unfiltered, after five years, the Senate's investigation into the Central Intelligence Agency's torture programs has bursted into the light when a massive fight between top Senate officials and the CIA went public in a big way. Taking to the floor, Dianne Feinstein, traditionally intelligence agency apologist, blasted the CIA. We'll break it down. Plus, Snowden makes his first public appearance. Greenwald reveals how the NSA spreads malware, your feedback, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. to another edition of Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcastly's weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be watching. Episode number 89 is here, and I'm Chase. Joining me every week at this time to discuss the news in uh, ironic terms, here he is, Chris Fisher. Hey there, buddy. Did you get enough to eat? Oh, man, it was so delicious. I really... Today is one of those days where you oh, had to bust out the grill. So perfect. You know, the rumor you had is... had to cook it up. And I actually don't mind this rumor. But the rumor is that it always is raining in Seattle. No. That's what we make people think that way no. they don't move here. No, not only that, uh, you can look this up. Numbers matter. I talk about numbers. <laughs> Florida gets more rain on average, like what? Tampa or Orlando, what? Florida, than Seattle. Don't tell people that. Don't ruin the good thing we got going. I was out there barbecuing in a beautiful, and I don't mean to rub it in on the East Coast, but it was beautiful You're rubbing out. It in. You're rubbing it in. And I took, I took. you ready what I did? I took some teriyaki sauce yeah. from Costco. I love that teriyaki oh, that's sauce. Oh, good stuff. Roasted garlic, put uh-huh. that in there, added in a little Italian what seasoning. What about those loaded baked potatoes? And a little bit of butter. Oh, oh we made some loaded, yeah, yep, we had yep. loaded baked those, potatoes. Those were, those were good as well. Put some meat on the grill. We had a tri-tip. It was a delicious. Come on, coming up this week on Barbecue's Tasty. No kidding, right? Oh, and by the way, happy 25... Birthday, twenty fifth birthday to the World Wide Web. Oh right, yeah, ha- Mr. Mr. Uh, Berners Lee uh, yeah. made his uh, original um, diagram of the concept of an info system. Yes. Uh, so yeah, happy birthday. Yes. And we have a huge show this week. When do we not have a huge? I show, know, Chris? I know, but it has been it has been nuts. So South the by Southwest was going on. Wait, what's that? South by Southwest? No, I'm just kidding. We're probably going to go next year. We should. We should. That we would should. actually be fun. Dude, unfilter on location, yo, in Texas. Oh, what's my God. up? I, I, unfilter on location in a lot of places. I know. I know. Yeah, it doesn't. It, you could say California. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oregon New border. York. Yeah, Yay. it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everett, Washington. Yes, uh, <laughs> let's go down the road. <laughs> uh, no, uh, actually, what was kind of uh, at least in terms of uh, context for this show, what was kind of a big deal is Snowden made a live call into South by Southwest. That's right. Now I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys, come here. Come you here. Get, yeah, get close. You, you going to get a nice big hucker? Listen, you guys. 
Ed's audio was terrible. It was real bad. Uh, terrible, like uh, like uh, you know, real, 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 real terrible. Real bad, just real bad chase. It was, so I'm not going to play a lot of clips from it here in this in the are, unfiltered. Are, show. are you saying that technologically, for for a guy that leaked out information of a digital formality? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying all, less green screen, more could, microphone. You couldn't get him a high LPR forty That's over all, there. I don't care. It doesn't no. It, it could ATR be ATR twenty one hundred. It could be a cheap Russian USB headset. Just you damn mean a, boy, an iPhone headset knockoff. So uh, what I thought I would do is instead is we'll play a little bit. So I'm going to meta it. I'm going to go meta on this thing, and I'm going to say let's play a little clip here, and um, it just drips with so much excellency. Uh, and by the way, if you're a Snowden supporter, you better be ashamed of yourself. Welcome back to the Cudlow Report. I'm Courtney Reagan with this news alert. Edward Snowden news got alert. a huge ovation at the South by Southwest Interactive Festival today in Austin, Texas. The NSA leaker, who is a fugitive in Russia, spoke to the crowd today via teleconference in front of a background of the Constitution. Via teleconference, Chase. Actually, it was Google Hangout, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. The NSA, the sort of global mass surveillance that's occurring in all of these countries, not just the U.S., and it's important to remember that this is a global issue, they're setting fire to the future of the Internet. And the people who are in this room now, you guys are all the firefighters, and we need you to help us fix this. You see what I'm saying? His that audio was, was terrible. That was, oh, it was real God. bad. And I'm just saying... And and by the way, it was a really good green screen. I don't know if that was the built-in Google Hangouts, but it worked really well. I think it was the Hangouts, just built-in effects. But I was I was very impressed with the green screen. I was not so impressed with the audio quality. So she will summarize the remainder. Snowden says large companies like Google and Facebook can collect information on customers for business purposes, but thinks it shouldn't be kept forever. He was asked, there was a Q&A towards the end of the video. We will have the entire video linked in the show notes. If you're an unfiltered supporter, it'll also be included in the BitTorrent sync for you automatically. Yeah. Uh, so you can watch the entire Brandon, video if you like. Be careful. We are not responsible for any headaches or frustrations that audio may give. So towards the end of his conference, about the last 10 minutes or so, he did a Q&A. And one of the first questions, actually the first question that was asked of Edward Snowden, is what? how do you fall down on companies like Facebook and Google tracking us. Snowden went on to say government surveillance is worse because, quote, they can jail you. Someone did ask Snowden if he regrets what he did. He said no, but he would do it again because he took an oath to uphold the Constitution. Larry, I know you have some thoughts on this. I, I, I do. Look, I, I, this NSA business may have to be reformed, may well have to be reformed. OK, I, I'm not an expert on that. Mm. So, OK, fine. This is not the way to do it. Snowden's giving up information that could endanger lives and entire systems. And this is a time where... No examples given here. No None. example is given. No, no it's, it's, could, it's more scare propaganda. Right. That could endanger lives and entire systems. And this is a time where we are virtually at war with Russia. Virtually at war with Wait, Russia. We're virtually at war? Virtually at war, Chase. Oh, my God. Virtually at war with Russia, where he is hanging out. Right. And Lord knows what he is telling them. Lord knows. And I understand these techies down there were all cheering and clapping yeah, for him. Yeah, apparently it was they should probably be ashamed of themselves. You know, one of the biggest talkers of the day today, which is not exactly what you would normally expect. They should be South ashamed of themselves. Ashamed of themselves. Ashamed of yourselves. If you were clapping Are Edward you Snowden, Are you screw you. You're ashamed. You hate America. You're ashamed. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, so the thing that I noticed that really stuck out at me was, wait a minute, hold on. Edward Snowden is calling into South by Southwest and he's using Google Hangouts? Like this does not square in my head. 
And so did you, you got to think of it this way. Okay. We know that uh, Skype's real bad. Skype's bad. You can't use Skype. And there's Microsoft's gets given right. that to the government. What about Uvu? What about FaceTime? I thought FaceTime was encrypted. I thought you could use that. Actually, out of all of them, like just like commercial products, probably I would put it behind FaceTime. However, Apple lost, and this is serious, right. Apple lost a patent lawsuit, and FaceTime calls used to be peer-to-peer, like direct. They were not yeah. IP to IP. Uh, when they when they lost the patent uh, suit, Apple then changed it to route all FaceTime calls through Apple servers, so they could actually be recording them. So, and here's how you know here's how you know Hangouts are recorded. You know, so remember how we just last week we talked about how the GCHQ was monitoring Yahoo uh, video chats, yep. and looking at people's dirty bits. That's probably because either they were intercepting them in real time or Yahoo records the session. But you know Google Hangouts are rec- – every Google Hangout call is probably recorded server-side because they offer that one button published to YouTube, and it happens immediately. It's not like they've had to render the video. No, 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 no. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's instantaneous. Ready, it's ready to rock. Yeah. So they're recording it server-side to enable that. So, like, I'm sitting here like, hold on a second. How come Edward Snowden's using Google Hangouts? Like, that doesn't seem right to me. So the way this worked is – The there lesser was, of all evils? There was a couple of guys that were physically there. So, like, if Snowden's connection crapped out, they could vamp, right? Right. And so uh, C-SPAN Books Book Club brought on one of the guys, and, and he asked him, why did you guys use Google Hangouts? And former NSA contractor appeared via video yesterday at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, to talk about surveillance and privacy. Also on the stage at that event yesterday was Chris Segoyan, a senior policy analyst at the American Civil Liberties Union. He joins us now to talk about uh, the conversation yesterday. And Chris Segoyan, this event was about the technology world and, and how it's changed in the, the wake of Edward Snowden's actions. But first, how did you actually set up a Google Hangout with Edward Snowden yesterday? It wasn't easy. Um, as I said in, in my remarks at, at the event yesterday, it wasn't the, the irony that we were using a Google product to communicate with Ed Snowden about spying uh, was not lost on me. Um, but the fact is, is that there aren't a lot of easy-to-use secure communications tools. Um, you know, we really had to, to make a difficult choice between a tool that would uh, better protect uh, information about where he was and a tool that was easy to use and, and that would work. Um, we we ultimately went with with Google's tool, but and then we had to to layer on some additional protections to make sure that um, his location stayed private. So they claimed like they routed his call through like seven proxies or something like that. Like, okay, why would you even disclaim that if that's what you had done? Right. Uh, and it, the the connection was really bad. It was like a frame every twenty seconds because he was going through Tor, right? I guess. I mean. But couldn't you just route it through Skype or a VPN? I mean, is, isn't VPNs inherently secure? I, you know, with the people involved with this, why didn't they set up like a temporary web RTC server or yeah or whatever? And you know, we just interviewed on episode thirty, so two weeks ago of Linux Unplugged Talk and Talks episode thirty, we talked with the Talks developers. They are one of many people who are attempting to create a, a secure, hundred percent peer to peer Skype replacement. Okay, it's not video yet though, and so their point was is, hey man, we need a video. You know, we needed to do video, and the other thing that Hangouts is particularly good at is compensating. Hangouts is really good at keeping the audio good and dropping the video. Yeah. And so when your connection's bad, what Skype does is Skype goes all robotic, 
right? And Skype gets all like everything just, degrades at once, right? Yep, yep. But Hangouts will degrade the video dramatically more before it degrades the audio. Why was video so important to show that he was in front of a green screen? I mean, why was that such a big deal? That show that he was really there? I guess. but it ended and, not, up look, and not the Snowden it, robot? It, it ended up looking like it, but it looks like a robot. It, it looks does. Like this it looks fake, so fake. Like it's. Oh, here, here's your conspiracy bacon oh, for you. Geez. What if he, he really wasn't there? What if he wasn't in Russia at all? Hold on, I'm frying this bacon. Uh, and by the way, I ordered this bacon specially from Omaha Steaks online just for this segment. From Nebraska. $115 for this bacon. Uh, very Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, w- what if he wasn't really there? What if he wasn't in Russia at all? I mean, you know, you ever, we ever watch the movie Wag the Dog? Oh shut up! Don't go! Don't even go there! Oh my God! You're gonna. You're saying that? Are you saying that Edward Snowden is a government plant to keep us distracted? Chase, like, did you just go crazy conspiracy theorist <laughs> on me? I said bacon. I don't think so. Well, I mean, but I mean, come on! You would think they would. They're at South by Southwest. They're at a high technology conference. They have to tell us a specific. Why would you say yeah. seven? Why would you say all right? He's got seven, seven different proxies. Why would we? Why to brag? But why? Why is geeks that, like to brag? Just say we we put him through a number of proxies. I know that's what I would have said. It sounds like when you say the the actual number seven. Remember, numbers matter, Chris. Oh, geez. Why would you specifically say? And then they used Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts, which has been used by the governments. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Clinton, Obama, ha- Obama, Clinton. All these guys have had major Google hmm. Hangouts. Hmm. Al Gore, hmm. the inventor of the internet. You know, freaking had a Google Hangout. I, why, I, why use Google Hangouts? That the, the answer that he got, that he gave, well, we need to use a secure platform, well, and then we know how secure Google is. Here's my response to that. Okay. Is I would say, I think it was actually him. Let's just get that out of the way. I think it was him. Well, I think it was him, yeah, but... Because he responded, like, they, he was asked some questions, and he responded with, like, technical details about GNU PGP and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, why use Hangouts? Because at the end of the day, why do, we, why do you use Skype... Every app, every week with Minecraft me. Um, why don't you use Google Hangouts? Why don't you use uh, SIP? Why don't why, Chase? Why do you use Skype? Video quality is the best. It is the best I've used on anything. It's and 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 the return feed is the best. The sync is the best. It's, it's the best. Skype is the best all around, and right. it's horrible. Right. But when it comes to low bandwidth situations, Hangouts is the best. And I think it just came down to that. Whatever happened, but but then it goes back to why was it so important to have him on video then? I agree with you. Why not just do audio? I mean, just put a still up him up, up yeah. there on the on the right. on the screen, or well, yeah. or because or, with with Hangouts you get best of both worlds. You no, get no, no. you get some updates and you get good audio. No, right, how about this? How about don't send any audio, right? And then put them on a phone. You would get even trace. Maybe that's more traceable. Uh, whoa! Well, I don't know. You could do a SIP call. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't. You know what? The more you think about it, the more questions you have. And, and don't really. worry, you guys. I've come back to reality. Okay. Well, I, I, I they're good questions. I know it's it's very here's the thing. It's very obvious that they used a proxy. That's that's a given. What I'm saying is, you can make anything look really, really like Chris and I are in the same geographical area, and I can make my quality look like ass, right? Just to say, hey, Chris, I'm in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Man, yeah. my internet's really yeah. bad out I here. Think, I think you got to keep a little skepticism with all this kind of stuff. Well, that's the thing, right? You got to you got to be careful. Because I know a lot of you guys think, you know, you might think he's a traitor. You might think he's a hero. Whatever you think and all the information that we've gotten from him because of this and more stuff is being leaked, leaked, quote unquote, all the time. Yeah. 
you got to take it and just have an open mind about it from both sides. So I want to cover uh, quickly. Um, by the way, I put a link in the at the bottom of the show notes of, to the Legacy of Ashes. If you want to put your affiliate ID in there, you should. Uh, anyways, uh, something else that came up. There's no audio on this one. Um, go figure. <laughs> this has actually been a thing. Since Greenwald went off and started his own website, he's getting very, very little coverage. However, he just published a great piece on how the NSA plans to infect millions, yes, I said millions, of computers with malware. The classified files provided by Edward Snowden contain new details about groundbreaking surveillance technologies the agency has developed to infect potentially millions of computers worldwide with malware implants. You guys, I want you to go check out the show notes. We got the graphics embedded there. The covert infrastructure supports the hacking efforts operated by the agency's headquarters in Fort Meade, Maryland, and they have bases in the United Kingdom and Japan. Also, the GCHQ and the British, Intelli- the British Intelligence Agency appears to have played an integral role in helping develop this tactic. In some cases, the NSA has masqueraded as a fake Facebook server, using social media sites as a launching pad to infect a target's computer and exfiltrate files from the hard drive. In others, it has sent out spam emails <laughs> laced with malware. Documents analyzed by The Intercept show that the NSA aggressively accelerated its hacking initiatives in the past decade by get ready for this. They went, they switched from a manual human-based infection system to a computerized system the automated system has been codenamed Turbine. It is designed to allow the current implant of, ne- of networks to scale to a large size, as in millions of implants, by creating a system that does automated control implants by groups instead of individuality. The agency solution, called Turbine, was developed in part as the Tau unit. We've talked about the Tau unit a long time ago in the show. It was described in the leaked documents, which we have linked in the show notes. They call, the, they call this the intelligent command and control capability that enables what they call, and this is a quote from their slide, an industrial-scale exploitation. So get this, Chase. Are they running Windows XP, by the way? Turbine was designed to make deploying malware much easier for the NSA hackers by reducing their role overseeing its functions. The system would relieve the users from needing to know or care about the details. The NSA technology notes in one, and this is in the document, notes that in 2009, for example, a user should be able to ask for all the details about application X and not need to know about where the application keeps its files, registry entries, or user application data, etc. In other words, they just kept a live database of vulnerabilities and you would say Adobe Acrobat Reader and it would just give you a one-button click to deploy malware. In another top-secret presentation dated August 2009, the NSA describes a pre-programmed part of the covert infrastructure called the expert system, which is designed to operate like the brain. These are quotes from the slides, by the way. The system manages the applications and functions of the implants and decides, again, another quote, what tool they need to best extract data from an infected machine. When they deploy the malware on a system, this is according to, by the way, uh, a uh, Mike Caperion, who's an expert on malware, who is the chief research officer at the Finnish security firm F-Secure. When they deploy malware on systems, they potentially create new vulnerabilities in these systems. So the NSA, by doing this, is weakening computers, right? Yeah. Because they're introducing new vulnerabilities. Right. They go on to say uh, that eventually the secret files the NSA plans for the turbine 
came to fruition. The system was operational, and in some capacity, it's been operational since July 2010. And the role has become increasingly central to the NSA's hacking operations. Now, Chris, wasn't there a story a while ago where before Microsoft would roll out patches on Patch Tuesday... They would give them like a 90-day heads up or they, something they, like they that. They would give them a heads up, so this way the NSA could exploit those yeah. vulnerabilities in Windows... Yeah, for national security for, purposes. For national security of course, purposes. national security, of, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, now, however, if you... And we'll have, again, all of this linked in the show notes. Wow. If you look at some of the information... Uh, it's clear, uh, this is what I love, is they got uh, $67.6 million in taxpayer funding for what they call their- Owning the net. Owning the net program, which some of that money goes towards turbine operations. Now, here's the part I really love. This is, I mean, this is so awesome. This is so incredible. They like to, and this is a quote from one of their slides, hunt for cis admins. Yeah, they like to hunt for cis admins. They make it clear the terrorists aren't this- According to Greenwald, this is his conjecture Conjecture here. This makes it clear that they're hunting for sysadmins. It's not just that they're targeting terrorists, right? They want to compromise system administrators and operative nodes, according to, the, according to the NSA slides, to make it easier to get onto other targets of interest, including any government official that happens to be using the network admin takes care of. The implants the NSA injects into network routers, this one they call Hammerchant and Hammerstein, help the agency intercept platform exploitation attacks against data sent through a virtual private network, a tool that uses encrypted tunnels to enhance security and privacy. So they are targeting sysadmins and they are targeting routers. They're targeting sysadmins because they have access to networks and they're targeting routers because if they exploit the router, they can get access before somebody has a chance to encrypt something through a VPN. God, I don't know about you guys. But this is scary. I know, right? I mean, this is this is overreaching beyond all magnitudes. And, and get this. Oh. When they get an implant on a router, they track the phone calls sent over the network via Skype or other voice over IP software. They can reveal the usernames of the person making the call. If the audio of the VoIP conversation is sent over the internet unencrypted using a real-time protocol, then they can also record the audio data and return it to the NSA hey, for analysis. Hey, but Chris, one thing you got to realize something here is, you know, you're, you're talking a lot of technology. Yeah. You're talking about a lot of security. But remember, remember, Chris, as long as we save one kid from, from being bombed at just, that— Just at not that, the Boston Marathon bombing. Right, but as long as we save right. one person from yeah. being attacked, yeah, you know, hey, we, it's 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 a good, it's thing. worth it, it's, it's worth, worth it, it. absolutely. Uh, so, tur- the turbine system operates with knowledge and support of other governments, oh. which have also participated in the malware attacks. And you have, as an NSA agent, like when you're sitting down at the computer, you get presented with a series of selector types. You can choose machine IDs, such as the Hotmail Geo ID, the Google Pref ID, the Yahoo Bookies ID. Or you can choose something like, oh, maybe I want to check their Apple IMEI from a, for an iPhone or so, a Nokia so track, IMEI. You, so you can track a specific device. You can also track if a, if a certain Bluetooth MAC address has showed up. Uh, you can look for certain cipher keys. You can look for user leads. These are user selectors from cookies, registry, and profile folders such as MS Passport, Google, Yahoo, YouTube, Skype. And uh, a couple other ones I'm not familiar These with. These are probably international ones. Yeah. And, and obviously, if you're you know, a remote administrator using PuTTY or WinSCP, I mean, I, I've used both yeah. of those on a regular yeah. basis. And they're, so they're watching for PuTTY or WinSCP, so they're looking for what IPs those are connecting to, and then they're identifying you based on the IPs that PuTTY and WinSCP are connecting to. Gosh. 
And they're just, and then they monitor all of this, and they, and and we have links in the show notes. They talk yeah. about how they have monitoring points throughout the world, yeah. and then they can just they can just enter a search into the system, and then the system just looks for these selectors to so, show up so, anywhere in the world network. So think of it, you think of it as an Alta Vista. Oh, I'm sorry, kids, you don't know that. Uh, as a Google for searching for what they for anything that's connected into the system, anything. Yep. And the way that they have their kind of feelers out there into these systems. For me, for me, Chris, I mean, not only we're we're talking about obviously the abuses of, of our privacy here, but we're also talking about due process. We're also talking about potential abuses by workers mm-hmm. of these systems. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already seen it with the military, where you know a certain general gone, right? Petraeus, or uh, not Petraeus, but yeah, uh, yeah, I remember exactly. Yeah. What you're talking about. And also, we've seen that they've created a signal uh, like love int. For yeah. this is when one of our own agents follows a love interest. Yeah, and and I know that we're going to get into this a little bit later about some of the hypo- hypocrisy in regards to these kind of programs and, and when they involve government officials. But these kind of situations, it's like, is the only way to fight them is to have an internal argument from within and have them to destru- destroy each other from within? Probably. But uh, Snowden said in his South by Southwest chat that it's, you know, use encryption. Everybody, everybody just needs to encrypt everything. Yeah, but then at some point, even the encryption won't matter, right? Or is, or is it if they're getting to it from from before it gets encrypted, it doesn't matter, right? So if they get that malware on your system mm-hmm. and you don't know that it's there, and then say you're you're creating an encrypted, if you are really paranoid, and yeah. I'm not just saying this as the host of the Linux, you go to show. you go to dial up. If you're really paranoid, you stop using Windows. If you have something to hide. So you go to Linux. Yeah. So uh, episode one, how to Linux, we show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? We show you how to go off the grid. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chase. Well, I, I really want to, I hopefully we'll get some audio on that next week. I know that's, I know that's deep, you guys. I want people to go, the show notes got a lot yeah. of good stuff on it's, this. It's really deep, but you know, one of the great things is, you know, check out the show notes and we'll have a lot more deep coverage in the supporter stuff. So this is a great reason why you want to become a supporter because mm-hmm. if you become a supporter, mm-hmm. you get access to not only these materials, uh, but let, we let you go back the five past supporter shows. We actually go in depth in these supporter mm-hmm. shows as well. Give you more context. Oh, not only that, but since episode number 54, 54 since this NSA thing is broke, you guys know we've been covering it from the start. We have that entire archive. All the clips All of and it. more. All the source files. You can track it. Create your own bar graphs and awful PowerPoint presentations. Ooh. <laughs> oh. But you know. <laughs> yes. I want to say thank you. We said last week that if we got a good turnout, we yes. would uh, make it a short supporter segment. Yep. So I will just say really quickly. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Now. Hold on. Now, Chase. My notes. <laughs> I, I have them here. Oh, what do you have? What do you have as a number? Because my number is Three, at... five, six. Thank you. That's uh, the old number, I think. Oh, well. Three five six. <laughs> I, I I think a certain somebody forgot to update the number, but I want to say are these say, the current names though? These are the current. All names. right, fair enough. And we had a great turnout, so thank you to William P, Robert T, Jonathan H, Oscar C, Martin S, Austin J, John G, and Carl M. You guys are our new unfiltered supporters for this week, and you are keeping us on the air. Yep. We played a clip earlier in the supporter show that really demonstrates why audience-funded news reporting is critical, and you guys will get to hear it. <laughs> and if you guys, if you if you if you understand that you believe that, please go over to JupiterBroadcasting.com. Please click on episode 89, go down to that supporter section, and click on one of those buttons. We appreciate that. So thank you guys for supporting Unfiltered. Now, now Chris, we talked about this. We teased this in the supporter show. Yeah, yeah. And how, you know, 
Feinstein is always saying, you know, don't worry. Oh, it's no big deal. It's okay. You know, we need on the haystack. We don't we don't we don't care there's about bombs. What, you know, Chris Bombs building bombs. You know, there's terrorists out there doing some bad evil things and they want to hurt our country. In fact, the only time we've ever seen Feinstein upset about NSA spying is when that came out that they were spying on Merkel. Yes, right? that's Mem- right. Remember they were spying and, then, and Merkel got pissed off and yeah. she took it to the media yeah. and she yeah. took it public. Other than that, she's always been an apologist. But this week, oh. and we thought this might happen, <laughs> it blew up. The CIA was caught spying potentially on Senate aides. In another major story tonight, the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee has accused the CIA of spying on Congress in an astonishing speech. Democrat Dianne Feinstein claimed that in 2010, the agency hacked into the computers of her committee, which oversees the CIA. Wyatt Andrews has our story. From California's the, the speech was both a surprise the and unprecedented. Dianne Feinstein, the chair of the Senate the Intelligence Committee, says the CIA spied on the committee's computers and deleted important documents. She said it happened during an investigation into the CIA's controversial interrogation techniques, including waterboarding, used against suspected terrorists. By snooping on Congress, Based Feinstein on said, Brand the CIA crossed them. the line. So this is fun because this is one of those things. It's a great example of uh, how sometimes things get lit early on and we don't even know about it. So this right. has been going on for years. Yeah. But the fuse to this particular dispute we're about to talk about this week was actually lit back in January. Whoa. On January 15th, 2014, CIA Director Brennan requested an emergency meeting to inform me and Vice Chairman Chambliss that without prior notification or approval, CIA personnel had conducted a search, that was John Brennan's word, of the committee computers at the off-site facility. What? Now, of course, now Jen, John Brennan himself does admit to a little hanky-panky. Director Brennan himself disclosed in January that the agency had conducted a search of the committee computers. Here's the issue. For years, the CIA and Intelligence Committee have shared computers at a secret site in Northern Virginia where committee investigators could access classified documents. Last year, the CIA complained that Senate staffers had hacked the system and copied a document considered off-limits. That document called the Internal Panetta Review, because it went straight to former director Leon Panetta, is said to be highly critical of the CIA's interrogation program. We have, Senator uh, Feinstein denied there We w- have more information about the Panetta Review in the show notes. All right. Uh, so keep that word in mind, the Panetta Review. Senator Feinstein denied there was any hacking and said the committee broke true. none of the rules. The document was made available to the staff at the off-site facility and it was located using a CIA-provided search tool. So in, according to a recent uh, court filing... I find f- that ironic, by the way, also, that the CIA, first they have this off-site facility, right. right? so that you can only pull data from, from their systems, and yeah. they provide you they, with a search tool. that And the computers. And the computer. So it, it, it would lead me to believe that if there was something that they truly wanted to hide, well, I'm giving you the tools. Right. And, and the giving you the computer and that, the access that they would be able to hide whatever they didn't want to show. So according to a recent court filing Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, the CIA created a network shared drive segregated from the main agency network and provisioned it intending to allow the committee to work in private. Uh, now, the rumor is is that maybe they were snooping on what was going on. Perhaps some documents were leaked. And so after January, this has been brewing. There's been a sort of match back and forth. Yeah. 
Tuesday, Dianne Feinstein goes to the floor of the Senate for 40 minutes and blasts the CIA. The CIA just went and searched the committee's computers. Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Dianne Feinstein blasted the CIA on the Senate floor. Besides the constitutional implication, the CIA's search may also have violated the Fourth Amendment, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, as well as Executive Order 12333, which prohibits the CIA from conducting domestic searches or surveillance. What's the matter, Chase? Are you sensing a little hypocrisy here uh, where she's quoting perhaps violations of the Fourth Amendment and constitutional issues and the separation of powers? Is there some sort of hypocrisy in which you are sensing here, Chase? I cannot describe into words because you were saying earlier you, you saw this look on me. Yeah. That my skin was visibly crawling all over my body, and I and I think the the best way that I can equate it to is you ever watch I think like Terminators or some of the movies, uh, or like uh, maybe uh, the Borg, the Borg, where you could see the bubbles going through the skin and they go out to your fingertips and stuff. The, the this is kind of the, this elitist attitude that she seems to have. You know what really grinds my gears? Where her party, or not necessarily her party, but her fellow committee members. You know, they were personally violated. Mm-hmm. Their their individual privacy and their computers and their files were violated. Mm-hmm. They were sneaked up upon by federal. Uh, how dare? Te- how dare them of of, of federal? Uh, I'm sorry, f- uh, fellow members of their government. Like, how dare you? How dare they? How dare you? And you violated the Fourth Amendment. Well, Senator, what about? I'm sorry. What about all those people out there who are living out their normal lives? And you know, they're they're working hard every day. They're they're doing their jobs. They're and paying every their taxes. phone call, every email, every website, every Skype call, every Google Hangout is monitored. Every piece of data is not only monitored, but then it is stored in a facility in Utah. Is it Utah? Yeah. It is stored in Utah where it could be possibly searched in the future. And who knows? Maybe they might go minority report on these people and go back and say, hey, you broke the law. Now you're going to yeah. now we're going to play some blackmail dollars yeah. on you. Yeah. How dare you, Senator? Seriously, if How- you're gonna, if you're going to get all pissed off and all out of shape over something like this, maybe maybe you should remember what your job is. It is to represent us as people and as Americans. And you should really, really Know that job before anything else. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. Tom? And it, it would turn out that uh, Edward Snowden agrees Our with you. former National Security Agency contractor Edward Snowden accused Feinstein of hypocrisy for criticizing alleged CIA spying on U.S. senators while condoning government surveillance of private citizens. In a statement to NBC News, he said, quote, It's clear the CIA was trying to play keep away with documents relevant to an investigation by their overseers in Congress. And that's a serious constitutional concern. But it's equally, if not more, concerning that we're seeing another, quote, Merkel effect, where an elected official does not care at all that the rights of millions of ordinary citizens are violated by our spies, but suddenly it's a scandal when a politician finds out the same thing happens to them. Oh, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And now this battle has been something that's been brewing for a little while. Recently, Ron Wyden, from your uh, favorite state of Oregon, Oregon, baited the CIA director Brennan into saying, hey, is the CIA, can the Computer Abuse of Fraud Act actually apply to you guys? Trying to get them on the record. Does yeah. the Federal communi- Computer Fraud and Abuse Act apply to the CIA? 
Seems to me that's a yes or no question. No. I would have to look into what that act actually calls for oh. and its, its um, applicability to CIA's authorities. Uh-huh. It seems clear now you were referring to this. Brennan responded to you by letter saying that the act does not, quote, prohibit any lawfully authorized investigative, protective, or intelligence activity of an intelligence agency. Feinstein made it clear today she thinks the CIA may have violated the Constitution. What do you think? Well, Mr. Brennan also did say, Jake, that in fact the computer fraud law does apply to them. And the reality is those computers, in effect, belonged to the CIA, but they were reserved exclusively it doesn't matter who they for the committee's to. use. What do you think? It doesn't matter who they belong to. It doesn't matter because they... It's a government uh, facility. It's a government thing. I, I thought all those things eventually uh, they uh, came they from our pocket. They belong to <laughs> us as as Americans who pay taxes into yeah. that system. But one thing I think we need to be very very careful here, Chris, is with all this happening and now Feinstein, you know, getting pissed off over the situation, is we cannot miss the the full scope here. Is what the NSA and the CIA have done against us as Americans. And where she's getting all mental and getting all pissed off about what's been happening with her and her committee, we need to hold her and hold that administration to the standard that this is affecting everybody, not just you elitists, not just you uh, politicians you know, Chase, who vote to put you there. Chase, you got it all wrong. You just need to listen to the CIA's perspective. They would never, ever— do something like this. CIA Director John Brennan strongly denied hacking those computers. Nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, we wouldn't do that. We're a spy agency. We would never spy on now, somebody's wait, computer wait, usage. We, we wouldn't do that against them, or we wouldn't do that against fellow normal everyday no, the citizens. Senate. Yeah, no, no, going spying on the Senate is beyond the scope. So here's the details. So uh, a Senate committee was assembled to look into the CIA's torture programs, and around. 2010, they started to notice documents just disappearing. 6.2 million documents. That's a lot says. of documents. Staffers have spent years coming through, but in 2010, noticed certain pages were suddenly disappearing from the files they stored in computers for the investigation. That this happened twice, more than 900 pages. She says the CIA, when asked what was going on, first denied any interference mm -hmm. and blamed it on the IT guys oh! and said the White House had ordered the documents removed, which the White House denied. Blame it on the IT guy. When that doesn't work, blame it on Barry. <laughs> Pin it on Barry. That's what I always say. I thought I thought you were supposed to blame the technologies are. You I do. Yeah. But when he's not available, you just blame the system. Yeah. <laughs> and what was really great is the CIA did their own audit of their own interrogation practices, a.k.a. the Panetta Report, yeah. and it disappeared. Then Feinstein says an internal CIA report about detention and interrogation that highlighted the CIA's own problems started disappearing. What was unique and interesting about the internal documents was not their classification level, but rather their analysis and acknowledgement of significant CIA wrongdoing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, All right, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. This is not fully related, but it is. What if, what if... Uh -huh that this is a, a, a huge, huge distraction to the fact that, uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> stuff. What if this is a distraction because maybe she's pandering to her posse or pandering to the American people to say, hey, I'm going to 
I'm going to attack the, right. the people that are doing this from within. Right. But really... Here's what I... I picture, like, Feinstein comes in. So Barry comes into office. Feinstein okay. moves up to the intelligence committee. Right, right as Barry gets in, she says, okay, we're going to do something. We're right. going to make a difference. We're going to really show the American people something. We're going to shut down this interrogation thing. I'm going to make this my cause. I mean, I am totally a spokeshole and a representative of the intelligence agency, but this is something we're going to go after. And then they crossed her politically. Right, They spied on her people, her workers. For Dianne Feinstein, the head of the Intelligence Committee, one of the most powerful people in the Senate, to go to the floor for 40 minutes and rail, that is a personal F.U., that is a personal, you crossed the line, I warned you something was going to happen, and now I am going to publicly slam you. And having Dianne Feinstein go to the floor, that is a statement. That is her saying, I'm going... I'm going to bring a kind of hurt to you that only I can bring you to you. Are you sure it's on a posturing? I mean, are you sure? Absolutely it's posturing. No, I mean, but what I meant like by, by posturing is it's not uh, a truth F you. It's right. not, it's not, I mean, while I, it, it, she's she doesn't acting, care. She couldn't give two craps. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, a, absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. No, but yeah. this is all about, this is all about sort of making her the boss, setting the line. There's a bigger meta conversation that I want to get to. Uh, but I think what's interesting, this whole report, this including this internal CIA report. Yeah. Do you remember a year ago on the Unfilter show, we were covering... Uh, Is this another clip of you? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. It could have been. Could have been. <laughs> I'm just asking. I went, but I went back to our original clips <laughs> okay. from a year ago. That, that are in the uh, sink, by the way. They're in the sink, where yeah. John Brennan was being confirmed as the new director of the CIA. Okay. and. Yeah. A vague report was brought up, and, and, and he was asked about that. If I am confirmed, one of my highest priorities would be the committee's lengthy report on the CIA's former rendition, detention, and interrogation program that involved now-banned interrogation techniques. I must tell you, Senator, that reading this report from the committee uh, raises serious questions about the information that I was given at the time and the impression I had at that time. Of course, he pledged to make sure that the details of that report would come out, and he also pledged a year ago to repair the trust and relationship between the CIA and the Senate. During my courtesy calls with many of you, I also heard repeated references to a trust deficit that has at times existed between this committee and the CIA. If I am confirmed, a trust deficit between the committee and the CIA would be wholly unacceptable to me. And I would make it my goal on day one of my tenure and every day thereafter to strengthen the trust between us. I guess that goal kind of fell apart. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, once you get in, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. You, it's, like, it's like when you're running for president. You know what he did, Chase? He took that whole idea. Flushed it out. Well, it's, it's, it's like, it's like a, a normal politician. You build a platform of things that you're going to say and you're going to do. I guess. And then once you get into office, guess what? Now the story is... You guys should never have seen that report. You should never have access. Now the CIA is claiming her committee should never have had access to that internal report, may have improperly obtained and used it. And the CIA has now gone to the Justice Department to look into whether the Senate Intelligence Committee has committed a crime. Oh, my God. So I want to make sure we understand what she just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so because the Intelligence Committee, who is supposed to be overseeing the CIA... And they're, they're, they're overseeing this investigation about right, torture. Right. Right. Because they might have overstepped their oversight, they are now being referred by the CIA to the Justice Department. How does the CIA get off the fact that they can hold certain information classified and not have to share it with the investigative committee? You know what? Hold on. I'll play out the rest of this clip, and then I'll give you their version of the story. ...has committed a crime. 
something she calls intimidation of those trying to investigate. Waiting through the horrible details. Oh, so what Feinstein is saying here is she's saying this approach, this going to the Justice Department, this is them trying to shut us down. Something she calls intimidation of those trying to investigate. Waiting through the horrible details of a CIA program that never, never, never should have existed. That's part of her 40-minute rant. Now, here is the CIA's version of what's going on. Brennan's countercharge in this letter to the Senate obtained by NBC, that the Senate staff improperly took sensitive documents from the CIA. Brennan wrote, it is imperative to learn whether or not a breach or vulnerability exists. <laughs> I'm laughing here because how can you improperly take documents provided by A, hold on, I'm going I'm to ding myself here, by A, your own computers, and B, by your own search tools, and C, on your own secure internal network that has been segregated right. for the cause of this investigation. And don't forget D, by the folks who are supposed to be overseeing your functions. Uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what? They continue. Breach or vulnerability exists. The Senate says it was only trying to safeguard proof of CIA abuses, fearing the CIA would destroy the evidence. Brennan has an... Now, when you say... So it almost does... When you say, well, we were just trying to safeguard for them deleting this data, it almost does kind of sound like a breach. Fearing the CIA would destroy the evidence. Brennan has an extremely close relationship with President Obama, and today the White House stood by him. The president confident that Director Brennan has been straightforward with him about his version of events on the president has great confidence in Director Brennan. Yes. Now you got to remember the history about Brennan is he was first uh, he was. He, he, he worked with Bush, and then when Obama came in, he was like the counterterrorism advisor to Obama or something like that. So he's had a long, long relationship. But I agree with Ron Wyden is this raises what we're really talking about here isn't the CIA snooping on the Senate Intelligence Committee. What we're really talking about here are the oversight question. Fundamental question here is whether the Congress of the United States is going to be able to do effective oversight over the intelligence apparatus. And again and again, it is not just this instance, but again and again, the intelligence leadership has in effect thwarted the ability of Congress to get the information it needs to do that oversight. Now, it's not clear if the Obama administration itself is really blocking this. They claim publicly that they support the investigation, but then privately they're not releasing the information they're supposed to be. And of course, whenever something like this happens, it seems like the reaction from the elites is strong. Her reaction to this has been strong. Republican <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham said, if this is true, this is dangerous to democracy and that Congress should declare war on the CIA. And Feinstein is going to move as early this mo- as this month to have her committee's entire report declassified and made available to the American public. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. I, I have a way that they can easily combat this in Congress. Okay. Easily, easily, easily combat the CIA in Congress. What do I always say on this show? You always say, hey, Chris, why don't you? All they need to do is have some Congress critter write up a bill, call call it the defunding CIA Act of 2014, where they're pissed off about what's going on. And they defund the CIA. You know, and, fu- one, and once that happens, guess what? Then heads will start rolling. Feinstein was, she said that she described this. This is a quote from her. This is a defining moment for Congress and its role in overseeing the nation's intelligence agency. 
She said she has grave concerns that the CIA had violated the separation of powers principles embodied in the United States Constitution. Another thing I love. I love how she just found the Constitution all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Well, that that, that, (laughs) I I went off on that already. I don't want to revisit that. But but the one thing that's very, very interesting here is we're not talking. This is the best part about this whole thing. And I know it's not really being talked about. uh, Feinstein is a Democrat. Okay, she is from a, California, from, from California, from San Francisco, one of the most liberal places in all of the world. Oh, uh, you know, you know, they they're very progressive yeah, there. You I've know, heard hey, about that. Yeah, San Francisco, love that place. <laughs> However, have you really? Do you I, really love? I do. I, I'm a big Giants fan. I like okay. San Francisco. I do. Okay. And by the way, uh, the clam chowder down there on the pier. clam chowder. You're comparing their clam chowder to our clam chowder. The, Screw you. Ivers is good. I like Ivers. Ivers. Now you're talking Ivers. Now you're just insulting right. me. Yeah, I know. That being said, insults aside, we're we're not talking about letters on the ends of names here. We're not talking about a D. Yeah. We're not talking about an R. There's some internal major fighting right? here over power. Yeah. And this is where, you know, the power's getting so and so big and bigger and bigger, and then boom, here we go here. Isn't this interesting too how we've seen how the NSA has just taken such a beating for the last six months? And now here we are, and the CIA's taken a really public beating. Every we just played clips from every major news network. Yeah, I, I the whole spectrum is covering. But this. here's the one thing that it, we always we always see on this show is especially when this major news cycle happens, this is going to last for probably a week. This particular issue, and then it might spin up again. However, we haven't seen that with the NSA, obviously, because we've been covering it for mm-hmm. over you know fifty episodes now. So, what do you think the end game here is, Chris? I mean, may, maybe we should make a red book, red book prediction now. Okay. What do you think the end game is? Where is is this going to go to? I mean, how do you how do you have a neutral party investigate without having another independent committee? I mean, and then those independent committees make those suggestions, and then nothing ever changes. Where does it go? Where, where does this go? It might go all the way up to Obama. This clash now leaves both sides, the Senate and the CIA, accusing each other of possible criminal violations of computer law. Both sides have lodged complaints at the Justice Department, but Scott's in the past, disputes like this have gone all the way to the president. Yeah, so, so now, what? So now what? The it Senate goes committee, to the president. Well, now the Senate committee is also talking to the Justice Department about going after the CIA. So now there's two cases in the Justice Department, one from the CIA against the Senate committee. But isn't the Justice Department uh, stocked from Obama's yeah. appointments? Yeah, and so is the CIA. So what Brennan is an Obama appointee. Right. So what do you so is this is do we see any potential where the Supreme Court gets involved here? No. I think I don't think so. So uh Diane Feinstein is threatening to try to attempt to declassify by next week or by the end of the month or something like that, declassify she, their report. I got an idea. She could pull a Snowden, conveniently leak it to WikiLeaks. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think this is a 2016 thing? Do you think this is a, 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 a high-profile Democratic senator saying, let's trash the Republican Party because, again, at the core of it, yes, Barry apparently is covering as helping Brennan cover some of this up, but at the core of it, yeah. this is an investigation about things that happened under the Bush era. Yeah. So if you bring out and you trash, oh, uh, uh, you trash Bush and Cheney, and by the way, Cheney has been on the news circuits more and more lately. 
I have clips that I didn't play from Cheney still about the Ukraine situation, about the Obama administration. You know, he's getting more coverage. Maybe this is like a long play to delegitimize any kind of Republican contender and sort of like, you know, give the green light to Hill Dog and say, well, uh, you know, the Republicans, they were the they oh. were the torture party. You don't want the torture party back yeah, in. It, well, Do you think it's a 2016 thing? Well, it could be. I mean, you got you got figures like Rand Paul at CPAC over the past week who was give, had the largest vote uh, in the CPAC yeah. in the straw poll where yeah. she was voted in. Now, to be fair, no one from CPAC straw polls have ever you, made it in. You're also starting now to see Ted Cruz try to pull away from Rand Paul and differentiate well, well, they're also policy. Say, and they're all and, and some uh, some key Republican figures have also said, you know, do, we want to put Ted Cruz on an island. We we don't even want to pay attention to him. Uh, you got Bobby Jindal, who's mm-hmm. possibly possibly going to make a run. You mm-hmm. got you know Chris Christie. Who knows what's going to happen there? Somebody uh, has all I was reading about was saying that they want Jeb Bush to to make a run. They're saying that Jeb Bush was, by the way, the only guy on that CPAC ballot who asked to have his name removed. So he got Obama is in his last term. He's at the end of his term. Yeah, in the last couple of years, two years left. So maybe the Democrats who are going to be around have to start sort of defining their positions well, I, to I, set the landscape I, for 2016. I think, I think Chris, the, the key thing is going to be these midterm elections. I think that's what we're going to see this year. When I, I think if it's what you have the entire Senate and half the House up for vote. When you have that kind of a situation, that's when we're going to see – That's this is the potential pre-shots, if you will. I think when the we're, other thing we're I was going thinking, into selection season. Is the other thing I was thinking is you know, Feinstein – She's a politician. She's looking at this. She's saying to herself, "Well, this is a sinking ship. I know what I know what side the American people, uh, their opinions, well, going to come duh. down." Well, everybody knows what the side of the thing is. But the the, the thing is, is this a, a great example of say, "Look, I've been consistent on torture. Now I'm going after the CIA." <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I apologize for the NSA every chance I get. In fact, remember, let's keep this in perspective. The day after Edward Snowden revealed himself as a whistleblower last June. Feinstein was among the first to brand him. She was one of the very first to brand him as a traitor. And in the face of all of these revelations, the the days afterwards, she praised the NSA for their quote-unquote professionalism. She defended the mass data collection as a necessity, arguing that the NSA had to have access to the whole haystack to find that one needle, the terrorist. So maybe now she's like, well, look. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm for the NSA stuff, but I'm not I'm not for the CIA stuff. And she, I I, I don't know. Like maybe she's trying to to add legitimacy to what the NSA. I, I don't know, Chase. I, I can't square. It. I really think this comes down to the the midterms. I, I really think this is some posturing for November, uh, because what's going to happen is you may have a lame duck president, obviously right now to 2016. However, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 2016. However. Uh, if you have a Congress that has been radically changed because of these new revelations, mm-hmm. then it may not even matter who our president is because you could have a Congress and Senate that are that are that could be Republican. Hmm. And if they're Republican, they can o- possibly override vetoes. So it may not even matter. Hmm. And that's what's going to set, really set things up in a couple of years for the new presidential campaign. I suppose. I wonder if that's all it is. Well, usually, ultimately, it always comes down to that, doesn't it? I mean, you have, uh, you know, it always comes down to the money. It comes into the lobbying bo- uh, lobbying groups. And right now you have this internal power struggle. Yeah. And, and so. And we're, we are entering that whole late term politics season. There's a yep. huge story playing out right now that if true, 
uh, cast sort of a Nixonian poll over this administration. Dianne Feinstein, the chairwoman of the Senate right. Intelligence Committee, that committee is investigating Bush-era enhanced interrogation tactics, waterboarding and the like, long controversial. But she says this administration, the Democratic administration, has been meddling with the investigation. Listen. I have grave concerns that the CIA's search may well have violated the separation of powers principles embodied in the United States Constitution. Shut up. Again, Juliana, this goes back to the Bush administration, but she says Leon Panetta, President Obama's appointee, in his tenure at CIA, and since then, in her view, they've been essentially interfering, tracking what the Senate is doing. Uh, CIA says not true. If true, it's, it is Nixonian. Well, look, in the wake of the Edward Snowden NSA uh, spying revelations, the last thing that this administration wants to be dealing with now are allegations that they're trying to keep information from the American public, particularly when it comes to dealing with someone who's been a staunch ally of the administration's, Dianne Feinstein, yeah. who has defended right. the NSA spy program and also over a program that the president campaigned on ending and ended when he was first uh, in office in 2009. That's the key political point, right? That Dianne Feinstein has supported them on the new interrogation tactics, supported the president right. and the CIA on drone strikes. If they lose her on Capitol Hill... And that's what I was going to say, is that you have to look at the source. Dianne Feinstein in Washington has seen it a very sort of senior, respected figure. It reminds me of toward the end of the Bush administration, again, second term here, uh, where you had some senior Republicans, folks like John Warner in the U.S. Senate, speaking out against the Iraq War. It has that similar feel where you've got the sort of elder statesmen in the president's own party starting to go late in that second term, going south on the president. Never a good sign for an incumbent president. Well, Never this, a good sign. And then this also comes from the same kind of president who said that he was going to close Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Well, I mean, he did. Sh- yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I mean, he did. He, like, he, he straight up in his campaign said yeah. we're, we're shutting and it down. And he went after the enhanced interrogation. Now, he signed an executive order. But if you look into it. But this uh, is also the same president who signed the NDAA. Uh, covertly on a, on a new expanded you know, the drone strike expand, expanded that you know it's it's one of those situations where we're going to de- definitely continue to keep our eyes and ears open on uh, for episodes to come P- preach it brother you know one way folks can help mold our show yeah influence what we talk about and engage with the community is by checking out our bodega subreddit where's that at chase <laughs> it is at unfilter.reddit Dot com where you can head over to there and submit your stories. But not only that, you, not only you can submit stories for the show, but you can engage in the conversation. We don't mute and cut off comments. So head over to unfilter.reddit.com. You ready? Are you ready for your prediction? I already knew what my prediction was. was it? it was 1,200. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. 1,200 because yeah. it's a nice even number. Yeah. Guess what, Chris? The streak, as Cal Ripken would say, continues. Uh-oh. What are you? What are you? We are 1,206. 12, hey, you made it. Yeah, I did. So do you have a prediction for episode uh, 90? 1212. So I'm going to go 1212. So please, if you haven't yet, just click that subscribe button on the unfiltered Yeah, help us make a better show. Yeah. It's another way you can support the show, even if you can't do it financially. You guys are awesome. And by the way, only 11 episodes away from the big 100. Yeah, we're still taking your ideas. We're getting a lot of good ones. Chase, if I wanted to follow you throughout the week, see what you're up to, where would I go to Please head over to the Twitters, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S, where oh. I uh, put out my thoughts in 120, oh. 140 characters or less. What hey, about, what you, about know what? you? I'm doing the same thing. You're doing that? Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. And you actually you actually do other things other than do uh, shows about news, right? Sure. Like probably. what? Well, you can do find you do Linux stuff? A Linux show. What's Linux? Sysadmin what, stuff. What is Linux? There's some BSD I've stuff. I've never heard of it. It's an open operation. This is what okay. I'll tell you about it in the post show. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. 
jupiterbroadcasting.com. Do you do anything else? I do. I do gaming and uh, technology content. What? Love, love the games. I stream almost every night on Twitch, by oh the way. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's uh, geekgamer.tv. I got to check it out, geekgamer.tv. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. Thank Be sure you. you join us live over at jblive.tv. We start around 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. No matter if the weather's great, we have barbecue. We have a great time. Yeah. We'll show you some pictures, too. Mm, so tasty. All right, everyone. Well, thank you again for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. We'll see you right back here next week. <laughs>